the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. Happy New Year everyone, we hope you've had a blessed Christmas. In this episode, Dave leads a study on developing your faith. The main reading is Philippians chapter 3. Beginning of the New Year is always good to look at, uh, as we said, Sunday, look at ourselves and, <coughs> and uh, realise that um, we are not to be static. And of course, in one sense, there is no such thing. We either are, are progressing or regressing, because the Bible says when you stop, you'll drift, and you never drift towards the Lord, as we so often say, we drift away from Him. But God is interested in that we grow, that we mature, that we develop. We're just going to look at that tonight. And thankfully, um, you know, God is good, isn't He? He's gracious. Um, uh, but we see with the disciples, there were times where he, he was pretty straight with them, but thankfully he, he, he developed them to where they were apostles, not just disciples, but apostles, the ones that were sent out to change the world upside down. Of course, God wants us to grow up and grow what, in, in, in fruitfulness, if we'll be reading UCB, they'll be looking at that this week, fruitfulness in love, in perfection, bless the Lord, some of us think we're perfect. Ah, yeah. Um, 2 Peter 3 says 18 continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and I love Paul there because Paul remember he, he's, he's, he's towards the back end of his ministry and he's still I'm pressing on I'm wanting to know the Lord more why because the Lord is infinite isn't he and he's, he's mighty and of course that was his desire his ultimate, to know the Lord the first thing first thing the first thing we develop is uh, develop and grow in is our understanding of him and again it, as, uh, the next point is relationship but that's all it's all to do with relationship you see the more we know someone the more we understand them don't we men yes. we understand that you ladies well we can see the disciples what did jesus say uh was he uh, boys how can you be still as dull and still as slow uh, can we be as, as slow as the 12? Yes, because they ask silly questions, naive, ignorant questions, isn't they, sometimes? They did, and so do we. Um, sometimes we're really in a real pickle, and, we, and we, we'll see in a minute, God, are you with me? What a silly question. Of course he's with us. In fact, he, he might be, and probably is, the one who takes us to the place. I was just reading a, reading a book, and he was saying, of course, the power of praise, and he said, very interesting that uh, Paul and Silas didn't praise God. They, pray, they were praising God, when the circumstances were totally against them. They were praising God before God turned up and, re- and, and released them. They were praising before all, against all odds. And when they praised, God began to move and man began to break it. So see, we've got to change our thinking and our understanding of who God is. Well, let's have a look at a couple of verses. Uh, first of Matthew 16, 8 to 12. Where of the discussion Jesus asked, you of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand? And how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand? And how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I am not talking to you about bread? Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he was telling them, to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So, again, the f- don't you understand? 
because they, they, they just seen some mighty miracles, the power of God, and, uh, and they were just talking about bread. He said, what are you talking about bread for? That's nothing to do with it. You know I can, I can multiply this bread. He said, so the first thing is, our understanding must grow in remembering what God has done in the past. The sad thing about it is we forget what God has done, don't we? The answers to prayer, the provisions and the promises and the power that he's shown. And the disciples showed us there. They, they didn't understand because they'd forgotten. Now they forget, but we're very similar. They've forgotten. And so that, that dropped their understanding of what the Lord was trying to explain to them. Uh, John 14, 8 to 14. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me? Philip, who, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Mm. So how can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. The answer prayer, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. Fantastic. Those words, you know, the great thing about God, Jesus, he, t he takes an opportunity to teach them. And, and if you read Mark, especially, Mark is always saying he taught them by the, in the house, he taught them on the, on the way, he taught them by the lakes, and he was teaching them. And he takes an opportunity there. See, um, sometimes we've got to be careful, especially uh, we, we dismiss, don't we? Oh, what are they, what's he talking about? But Jesus used that opportunity. He said, Philip, what are you talking about? You've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then he, he goes on to, to, to reveal more. He said, I tell you what now, he said, because I'm going to the Father, you will be my representatives and you will do what I'm doing. In fact, you will do more than me. And they took those words and they lived them, didn't they? We read the book of Acts. So Jesus takes an opportunity of their lack of understanding to teach them. And um, we've got to do that and we've got to uh, be in the place where we listen. God is longing to teach us, create our understanding of who he is, what he can do, and uh, what he can do in us and with us. Um, Mark 6, 51, 52. And he went up into them, into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were so amazed in themselves beyond measure and wonder. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Gennesaret and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship, straightway they knew him. Hard hearts, you see. Hard hearts. Uh, that's why we, we talked about the hearts at the beginning of the last year, didn't we? It's a hard issue. Keeping our heart clean, keeping our heart um, uh, consecrated, circumcised, circumcising heart, cut off that which is, it is hard. Um, compliant, pliable in the hand of the Lord. Um, soft hearts, that's really so important, isn't it? The wonderful thing Jesus gives us a new heart, I mean, there's, there's a, that combination, and the Bible tells us, then go and continue to clean it, continue to develop that new heart. Um, and uh, 
so on. So the Bible says, be careful with our hearts. We get a hard heart when we don't listen. There we are. When we don't listen to God's word, that, that's where we become hardened. What does he say? That verse that crops up uh, many times, Psalm 90. Um, Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, do not harden your heart. See, when we don't listen, we harden our heart. And then, of course, what the Bible says, they didn't go to the promised land. They provoked, they tested, they tested the Lord, they grieved the Lord. They lost their potential, they lost their blessing. And the Bible says they always aid, wandered in their hearts because they were, because their understanding was diminished because their hearts were hard. So, understanding, understanding. What a question. They didn't understand. Who is this? They said, didn't they? Who is this? quietens the storm who is this didn't know um they'd been with him they'd walk with him but still really hadn't had a full picture what did he say what a question to ask the lord teacher don't you care that we are perishing and uh, now let me just say that most of us in we've had some situations and we have said to the lord lord can't you see this situation i'm in don't you care and, and i mean when we we look at the disciples we think how silly because the Lord is in the boat with them. If it's going down, he's going down with them. Um, and yet we can be exactly the same. And that shows a lack of understanding of who he is. Well, of course, that's, uh, but the Lord is developing. He's bringing us on um, uh, to sort of hear him and to be close to him, knowing about him and knowing him. Well, ultimately, we're developing our relationship with him, aren't we? That's really the bottom line. Um, Mark is interesting. I was just reading it. Someone said that the disciples in the other Gospels, that there's a progression. They, they call him teacher and then they call him uh, friend and call him Lord. In Mark, he, he, he leaves it a teacher. So there's, Mark is saying there's, there was a lot more work to be done in their relationship. Of course, we see that progression, don't we? The, the Samaritan woman. First, he was a Jew. Then he was Sir. Then he was a prophet. Then he was Christ. Then he was the Savior of the world. The blind man, remember the blind man in John 9? He was just this, this man, Jesus. Oh, but he's a prophet. But he must be from God because he did this miracle. And then Jesus comes to him, reveals himself. Now he is the son of man. And, and the Bible says he, he's believing him, he's worshiping, he's following him. There is a progression in our, in our relationship with him. And um, how, do we, how do we do that? Well, of course, that's the bottom line is always time with him relationships we understand that is communication listening talking sometimes communicating but listening to him and they didn't fully know mark 4 uh, 36 41 and when they had left the multitude they took him along in the boat as he was and, and, and other little boats were also with him and a great mist, a wind, sorry and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they woke, awoke him and said to him teacher do not care that we are perishing then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm but he said to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith and they feared exceedingly and said to one another how can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him yeah who is this who is this our experiences are meant to develop our relationship our faith our trust in him not just in terms of understanding his teaching and the way he works 
but as a way of coming to know him. The application. Remember uh, in, in the 2 Timothy 3, the last days, ever be learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. And uh, see, we've got to know more and understand more, but if it's not applied, it doesn't make any difference. We've got to apply it. And, and Jesus, when he was teaching them, as we see in a moment, he was involving them so they would apply the word of the Lord. Very important that true discipleship, true Christians, uh, ultimately is to know him and be known by him and develop that. That is the essence. Listen to these verses which always make me shudder. They really do. Um, Matthew 7, 21, 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons and perform their miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. That's a, that's a powerful, 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 doing the will of the Father. Doing the will of the Father. That's it. See, there's relationship there, isn't it? Uh, Father, he's our Father. We're in relationship. We're knowing him. So we're doing what he said. Not, not uh, even those miracles in a sense, but the essence of true life is not just following, but to, to entering ongoing relationship that results obviously in mutual knowledge of each other. That's why we are doing the will of the Father, so to know him. That's God's heart, that's God's will. Uh, more than anything else is to know him, to be in relationship with him. Um, we read it on, on Sunday. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. A knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. In John 4, that again, I seek people. I seek worshipers who worship me in spirit and truth. Paul knew that. And this is what, he, this is what John said. This, this is eternal life, that you may know him, the only true God in Jesus whom he has sent to know him to know him that is our uh, really is a good good question do we know him more than we did last year and uh, that comes down to time with him isn't it and uh, really again set up those markers day by day time 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 with him anything that distracts us nothing else push it aside push it aside so developing our, our relationship our knowledge of him then, of course, out of that develops our commitment and our involvement to him, for him, and with him. Um, Mark 10, 28 to 30. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel's. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, uh, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Peter, uh, yes, Lord, we've left everything. Well, actually, Pete, not, not absolutely totally true yet, but he was, that was the progression. There's a progression here because we know Andrew, Peter, James, and John, although they'd left their businesses, remember, they'd left them, uh, and, uh, and uh, maybe, obviously, um, James and John had left him with Dad, because he was working for Dad and the servants. Quite wealthy, obviously, a good businessman. Um, and, but they were, they were developing, and Jesus was trying to teach them the cost and the commitment to be followers of him. And that's a progression, although, 
really when we really get when we initially say there's so much enthusiasm or should be, isn't it? We notice though they year they had every every meeting, every gathering, and then there's a little bit of a drift, but then there's a progression in commitment, or to know him, to follow him. To such an to such a case where we come to John eleven, Thomas has bad press, but let me just say, Thomas was a good one. Listen to what he said here in John eleven verse sixteen, I should say. Uh, 14 to 16. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then said Jesus unto them, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. What an amazing statement. <laughs> Um, you know, that's, that, you see, they, they, there was a progression, wasn't there? Now, Jesus, again, was teaching them, understanding, they were knowing him. And remember, Jesus said, to follow me, pick up your cross, come, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And of course, that, that, again, that's a progression because the different things God is dealing with us. But it comes to this point, and this is toward, again, the end of his ministry, John 11. And, and they, they, they've begun to catch it, didn't they? John Thomas, we call him Doubting Thomas, although I don't know how Doubting he was, he said, let's go and die with him. Ooh, that's commitment. Um, I always remember, um, uh, I was a teenager, and we had uh, Doc Baldwin in the um, Christian Union in the school, I always remember him saying, would you die for the Lord? And uh, I thought it's a good question. I, I was honest, I, was, yeah, I said, I don't think, oh, I don't think I could. It would, uh, you know, I, I, that's good to be honest, you know, because cause there's, there's progression there. Um, would I die for the Lord now? Uh, well, I think be, I'm sure I could. I'm not so nice that I w w would want to, but yeah, I, I could. Yeah, now. Why? Because he's worthy, isn't he? Let's, why? Because as we just said before, our times are in his hands. And if it's, it's for the gospel, it's for the, if it's to be a martyr, bless the Lord. Uh, amazing, isn't it? But that, that, that's the progression of uh, commitment. Again, this year, as we put up markers, are we going to spend more time with him? Are we going to show more commitment to him? Our talents, our service, are we going to give more to him? Our, our, our tithes, are we going to give more than we did last year? Yeah, of course we are. Uh, because we are growing in commitment uh, to the point where we, we would say with Thomas, let's go and die with him. And thankfully, he chose those 12 because he, he, he takes them right through in their growth and their development. And they were there, weren't they? Um, when everyone left in John 6, uh, when Jesus was really putting the pressure on, you know, if you've got to come and you've got to eat of my body, drink of my blood. And, and they all left and he, he's turned to them. He gave them the opportunity. He said, do you want to leave as well? And Peter, bless the Lord, said, where are we going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. God was bringing him to that place where, because he knew that uh, 10 out of the 12 would be martyrs. Now that, you've got to be committed for that, haven't you? You've got to be committed for that. Uh, they were going to leave. They were going to go around the world. Some of them, Thomas, I think he went to India, we said, didn't we? Uh, and he would be a martyr there and, and they would go. But that was a progression. God was bringing him a little bit, little bit. And, and their involvement was getting more and more as the days went on. Um, and Jesus was doing that, didn't he? Remember, he takes the 12 and he sends them, sends them out. Let's read about that. Um, Mark 6, 7 to 13. 
And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. Also he said to them, in whatever place you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place. And whoever will not receive you, nor hear you, when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And so they went out and preached to that people that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. See, he, he began to, remember they were with him, he was doing those things, now he says, your turn, boys. Your turn, this isn't, this isn't my show, in a sense that you were gonna be the, the disciples to take the gospel. So he gets them in, gets the 12, and he sends them out. And I love that then, after they come back, they are excited, aren't they? Um, that the, the, the miracles have happened, and then Jesus said, okay, now, don't forget, there's the wonderful things, there's the preaching, the ministry, now tell her what we're gonna do. He said, you're gonna feed these people. And uh, their faith, was non-existent. Lord, where are we going to get bread for these lot? Um, uh, and he said, well, what have we just been doing? You've been working miracles. You've been preaching the word. You've seen me do it. It's the same in when he'd already fed 5,000 and then the 4,000. He said, what are we going to do with this? And he said, you've seen this. But then he, he, what he does, he involves them. He involves them. He says, now, he's the one who breaks the bread. He's the one who blesses it. But then he gives it to the disciples. And the Bible says the disciples take it to the crowds. He brings them and he involves them. And uh, of course, right through his ministry, he's, he's, he's the one who he sends them to get the donkey. He, he sends them to get uh, the rooms ready. He sends them to raise up missionary expenses and find the money. When Peter said, well, are we gonna pay this? He said, well, go down there. Peter had to go down and get it. The Lord had provided, but he, he had to go and, go and get it. Um, so, so we see the Lord bringing them, involving them, because one day, he'd be gone. And they would be doing the work uh, left behind. So he sends out the 12, but then more than that, he sends out 70, doesn't he? Luke 10. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send their laborers into his harvest. Uh, you, you can go, you can talk to any church, any leader, and they will find, and the trouble is the bigger the church, the worse it is. Um, that people don't want to work for the Lord, don't want to be involved in the work of the Lord. Um, but ultimately, the Bible has called us, the Bible has said we are saved to serve him, aren't we? God had called us. What an amazing privilege to be involved in his work, even, the very, even for the very little things that have, uh, what do you say, even a cup of cold water. The Lord knows, the Lord sees, and uh, that reward will be there. Why? Because you're doing it unto him. That's why he said, whatever you find your hand to do, do it for him, unto him. But all oh, that he said, pray that you read laborers, toilers, the word is, isn't it? People who put their back to the work. Now that's, a, that's uh, what do we say? Many people want to be um, uh, servants or, or ministers. 
but uh, just in an advisory capacity. We've said that before, haven't we? <laughs> uh, but the Lord is no time for that. He needs people who are involved, and uh, he brings them along, doesn't he? Getting them into, into the work of the Lord. Uh, developing our fellowship as well with others. Ah, You see, the Bible is very clear, isn't it? True discipleship has to be worked out in the context of a group, of a church, of group activity and um, act, uh, affiliation in a sense. There's no true discipleship without a close association to a community or with a community of other believers. Uh, now again, we, we haven't taught that or certainly some people in the church don't understand that. Uh, in the church, we, they come and go as they feel like it, but no, true disciple, real discipleship, fulfilling your potential is really based on fellowship. We can't fulfill our potential outside of fellowship. The Bible's very clear, isn't it? As you do your work, you build up, you sharpen, you stimulate, you support, you strengthen those around to build each other. So developing our fellowship with one another, and ultimately that is um, serving. Oh Lord, help us. Mark 9, 33-35. Who is the greatest? And he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What was it you disputed among yourselves in the road? But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, if anyone desires to be first, he should be last of all, and servant of all. Then he took a child and sent him in the midst of them. When he came, when he had taken sorry, him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Uh, again, Jesus take an opportunity of bit of bit of difficulty there, would a bit of um, bit of uh, rubbing each other the wrong way. And of course, they were young men, so it's always a little bit of that. <laughs> and uh, who's the greatest? Who's the best? Who I can do this? Like that. And Jesus said, "Oh, come, what's happening? Why?" And I love Jesus. He he he's often so often puts a question. Sometimes I don't do that, uh, and it's good to ask questions sometimes. But Jesus did that, didn't he? Yeah, a question with a question. And he said, hey, whoa, what, are you, what are you just talking about, boys? And immediately they thought, oh dear, I think we're in trouble here. Um, oh, yeah, oh, he said, and then I love it. He brings a little kid, didn't he? A little child among them. He said, let me tell you, he said, who's the greatest? This little one, who absolutely is dependent and absolutely trusting in me. See, that's the wonderful thing about children. We love kids because they're absolutely trusting, absolutely dependent, and once they're into something, you've got a job to get them out of it. They focus, don't they, to a certain extent. But believing. And he says, look, if you want to be great, you've got to be the servant of all. Now, again, that is opposed to our world thinking. It's opposed to our thinking the way we want it. But ultimately, uh, fellowship, discipleship is about servanthood. And I was just reading. And, and so often, uh, and we've said it ourselves, we hear it in the church. Or oh, I, I like to do this. I, I do this because I want to. No, whoa, 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 whoa. It's got nothing to do with you. It's, it's, it's how, what the Lord wants and how it's serving others. And he says in Romans 14, if there's anything you do, it's a stumbling block. You just three, three words, actually. A stumbling block that causes someone else to be weak and feeble and trip up. Don't do it, he said. 
Because ultimately, it's not about you, it's about them. Yeah. Ah, a relationship with those. And, and so uh, that, that covers a lot of things, doesn't it? A lot of things I want to do, but because they will be a stumbling, they will enfeeble, or even go so far to say, to destroy the faith of somebody. That's powerful word, isn't it? He said, if you destroy someone's faith, just leave it alone, he said. Now, Paul said, I'm, I'm free to do it all. He said, I deliberately not, because I know it'll cause someone to stumble. So discipleship. Um, I love the disciples because we see what God can do with different. Peter, what was Peter? Impulsive, quite loud, wasn't he? Yeah. Nathaniel, he was quite, he was a quiet man. He was a deep thinker, wasn't he? Because we know that he comes and they said, oh, he's been thinking about it. He's, he's, he's a quiet, he's not. Thomas, well, as we heard, he's, he's a doubter. But uh, when he's on fire, dear me, he, he's going to go all the way. So he's, uh, James, well, he's not very tolerant, is he? Strike him down, Lord. Strike him down. Not much tolerant there. Judas, well, he was a thief. Traitor. Uh, Simon the Zealot, well, he, he, we, we know he's a zealot. Absolutely, uh, you know, really on fire. And, uh, and then he brings Matthew along, who was a tax collector. Two opposing worldviews, thought processes. He was a traitor. He was already serving the Romans. And he's bringing Simon the Zealot, who would kill a Roman. Uh, uh, you know, if he was on his own, he'd be dead. Um, but he brings them together. And so we have all these different, different, um, different men. He brings them together. Were there, were there uh, conflicts? Of course there were. We just read about one of them. Uh, and uh, confrontations? Yes. But Jesus used those to build them so they would serve and love each other um, and they would look out for one another and sharpen and, and strengthen and support one another. Bless the Lord. Um, Matthew 18, 15 to 20. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell them to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be, un let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, whosoever he shall bind whatsoever he shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say to, unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they should should ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. I'll just, again, we, we, we mentioned it a number of times before, and we'll perhaps we'll look at that next week. Um, the accountability, accountability and discipline is, 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 is so vital, isn't it? Uh, to strengthen, what did he say to Peter? Peter, strengthen your brothers, feed the sheep, be devoted to one another. And there he says, be accountable. And we, uh, I don't know, accountability is something we haven't, probably again, we haven't really uh, dwelt on and really lent on, um, but it's so vital because some of us have been in church a long time and we've seen uh, we just talked the other day about a young man who, who went off uh, and ended up so far from the Lord and, 
drunk himself to death. And I wonder how much someone put his arm around him many years ago and said, well, how are you doing? What are you doing? How, yeah, what are you doing that for? Perhaps that's not a good thing to do. Get away from that. Or, you know, accountability. And of course, um, as I was just reading those, those questions when uh, John Wesley set up those, um, those uh, classes, 12, 14, 12. And the question, we'll read, I've read some before, but the questions, they were so clear and straight. How was your life? How was your sin this week? Have you got forgiveness this week? And of course, then they would say, and how was your work? Have you been honest? Have you been upright? Have you been, you know, integrous? And of course, they, they would get struck in. I mean, have you, have you, have you had a drink this week? Get, there was no messing about because it, it was a drink problem then, as it is today. But it's certainly in those days. Um, and and they, they, they would, you know, you read the question, you think, oh Lord, you made sure you came right to the house of the Lord, didn't you? And you know that was just why because it was done not out of love. And when we when we are part of the family, as we you know that's that's the, again the progression where we're not just members, we're not just friends and share we are family aren't we you will be with me in eternity Ooh, bless the lord bless the lord how about that you say heaven's a big place uh, jackie say yeah no jackie um but isn't it i, I said it before about when the when the um uh, smith wigglesworth's family complained to him that he was obviously committed to the people of god and the house of god and they said well you're neglecting it, your family he said and they said blood is thicker than water he said, "Ah, spirit is thicker than blood as well." He said, "Spirit is thicker than blood." And uh, see, eternity, our fellowship. Ultimately, we are serving one another, and uh, of course, the building up. We looked at fellowship not too long ago. Strengthen, support, sharpen, bless the Lord, and developing our. Remember what we are, our, our slogan, mantra, whatever you want to call it, uh, mission to know Him and to show Him our witness. To develop in him. You see, their witness started personal one-to-one, didn't it? Andrew went and told Peter, come and see. Philip went and found Nathaniel, come and see. And uh, then in Mark 6, the Bible says, he sent them to then just the neighborhood, just Galilee. Go, just go to the Jews, just go to the Galilee, just go there and witness. Then in Mark 10, he sends them to the wider region of Israel. Now go, go a bit further, go a bit further. And then in Luke 9, he sends them into alien, hostile Samaria. Until, before he's going away, what does he say? Go into all the world. Go into all the world. There's a progression in our witness. And um, we need to develop that. We need to see opportunities. We need to see ways of turning the conversation to the Lord. We need ways where we drop the Lord into a conversation, or we, or we just say, you know, we, we, well, I was in church on Sunday. You see, we, what are we doing? We are putting into their heart and their mind, you know, something different about this person. You know, he, he's, he's a believer, she's a believer. And, you know, that's where we, we, we are progressing. Um, and, and so often we, we believe the lie of the enemy, don't we? We are... We are we are shy sometimes, or we say, I don't know what to say, or, or uh, look, look, people are just looking for a real, isn't they? They, they? they have questions we can't answer. And we'll say, well, I don't know the answer to that one. Be honest. But what I do know, the Lord's in, in, come into my life. The Lord's changed me. The Lord has transformed me. I know him. Um, so developing our witness uh, for him, Acts 1. 
On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them his command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See, when, when God really gets a hold of our hearts, we have a, such a, a passion for the world, don't we? Uh, we have a passion for those. That's why it's good to, to read. We've got lots of books at the back of the church, Barnabas and Open Doors and others, and uh, Every Home for Christ, that, that broadens our thinking to every other parts of the world where the gospel is being ministered. And, and so often, if, if we don't do that, we just get, well, the words parochial, we just see here and now, and that could be limiting and that can be um, something depressing as well but the Lord is the, the Lord is doing a work around the nations and our heart is for that that's why we support these these works to get the gospel to other places a passion for witness passion for evangelism ultimately as we know him we are showing him aren't we um, Acts 4 12 30 salvation is found in no one else for there's no other name unto heaven given to mankind which we, by which we must be saved when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they weren't schooled ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note of these men in the name of Jesus. That's our great um, weapon, isn't it? As we develop, as we change, as we grow, people will see that we've been with Jesus. If they haven't, then we're in trouble. Our, 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 all our words mean nothing if there's not a change in our behavior, in, in our character. So this year, developing our understanding of him, well, that means we get into his word, don't we? And we read. It's good to get your mind reading good books. Sometimes I read books with, yeah, I, I do anyway, sometimes with a different viewpoint of me, different theological, the, theological viewpoint. But I don't mind, because I, I'm, I'm trying to understand. But I'm understanding more and getting to God's word. Um, my relationship with him, well, of course, that's it's time with him, isn't it? Talking to him, listening to him. Getting into the fellowship, that's the real bottom line. I'm my commitment to him, I'm my involvement for him and with him. Be intentional. Lord, how am I going to be more committed? This year, my time, talents, tithes, oh Lord, help me. And my fellowship. And uh, see him with open eyes sometimes. We don't, we don't open our eyes, do we, sometimes? Um, and I read that poem before to me. Um, somebody could do it. Everybody thought they could do it, but end up nobody did it. <laughs> if you see a need, isn't it? Meet it. If you see, if you, if 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 the Lord lays someone on your heart, give him a phone call. You know, that, listening to him, being led of the Spirit, uh, fellowship, and ultimately, oh Lord, help us this year to be better witnesses. Pray every day, Lord, give me an opportunity, especially my family. Um, being is, you know, when, when Jesus talks about salt and light, um, that's. The presence of, isn't it? Not necessarily the speaking. That was, there is an opportunity. We've got to be ready to witness, but to be salt and light were there. They made a difference by being there and uh, shining the light, or bringing savor and and all that salt brings. And Lord, help us to be as we know Him. The Bible says they knew they'd been with Jesus, 
Uh, so our families, our workmates, our neighbours see the difference. Uh, we do invite them. We do talk to them. Yeah, but we don't, you know, certainly sometimes our family, we can, we, we can well, not always, but sometimes we can go on their case too much. Um, but be, be for the Lord. Let them see the change. Hallelujah. And let the Lord open the way. Now, must must see them sometimes and be bold. And sometimes there's people we just need to turn the conversation and speak into their hearts. That's listening to the Lord. And so develop our witness friend, um, which is, is vital in these last days. Bless the Lord. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org. Thank you.